Hello and welcome to episode 12 of the Jude Forum. I'm going to be your host, 2020 champion of the Jude, future champion, 2022, Charlie Top, Donnie Bottom, I'm Charlie. I'm joined by a couple of uh, special guests. We've got a couple of segments on this episode. No fastest 69 seconds this week, for now anyways, because uh, Palmer uh, has a hard time figuring out his schedule more than six hours in advance. Meanwhile, I'm trying to pencil something in for the third Tuesday in February, because I'm going to just book solid until then. Palmer said, hope you're available between the hours of 11 p.m. and 3 a.m. <laughs> The voice you're hearing is that of a noted Auburn alumnus, Jenkins Mock. Jenkins, how you doing? Oh, it's a dark time. Uh, eliminated from the playoffs. Auburn obviously not in the bowl game. Jags just embarrassed themselves. I'm, I'm just over in football. You, 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 I think you might have misread the news. I thought I saw Auburn was in the um, – they were in the Anchorage, Alaska Blockbuster Bowl. <laughs> And that's my Auburn joke I came prepared with, so uh, that's pretty much all the material I had for this episode. That laugh you heard was that of noted Ole Miss alumnus and keeper of the Lane Train, the Lane Train State yes, Station, Hayward. How you doing? Doing great, Chuck. Happy to be here. And happy that man is staying in Oxford. That's right. Offensive guru, getting it all put together. He He's not the kind of guy who would up and leave. Uh, at a moment's notice, especially for, as you described it, a poverty program uh, such as Auburn football. Yeah, well, I mean, let's just hope that at some point we do not end up leaving uh, Lane Kiffin on the tarmac. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good point. Well, uh, based on the tone of the call coming into this, seems like y'all were both had your your fair frustrations about Jaguars football. Hayward, you go first. You just tell me what your kind of takeaway was from from this week's game. Uh, I mean, hard to really find a bright spot. I mean, I would say Christian Kirk, pretty good performance. Trevor Lawrence, when, I mean, he wasn't running for his life, looked pretty solid. Um, But the defense, um, for some reason, I mean, I guess we just can't get it right with the Caldwells, right? We wanted to... Fire GM Caldwell, and now we're calling for Caldwell defensive coordinators. <laughs> we just cannot get it right for some reason. But when I read on Twitter that we have the second most expensive defense, I threw up in my mouth. I mean, it is, it is disgusting. I mean, it's just awful. We're paying for shitty players. Yeah. Who is a here's a little little trivia for you. Guess who the highest paid player per uh, per this year anyways on their contract on that second highest paid defense is Shaquille Griffin that's oh, you're damn right it's Shaquille Griffin oh my god I forgot about him oh forgot about him right in my beef with the Jacks because what I'm looking at is, is when are we going to learn every position that we desperately need most of which is on defense is positions we either invested draft capital in or went out and spent a boatload of money in free agency. Yep. Shaquille mm-hmm. Griffin sucks. Darius Williams, pitiful. Roy Robertson Harris, after the first three weeks, he's been non existent. And then Kayla Chase on. No pass rush. Guy can't even touch the field. Yep. Devin Lloyd against Bench. Um, obviously, the CJ Henderson fiasco, we could go on about that forever. But it's like all the positions we need cornerback, pass rush, maybe a good linebacker like Miles Jack. 
we had an opportunity. We went after the wrong guy. And I'm just I'm waiting for the Jags to start getting the right guy. Let me let me just be the first to say I cannot wait to see Josh Allen chalk up about 14 sacks for the Chiefs next year. <laughs> you know it's gonna happen. You just know it will. Yeah. Oh, it's pitiful. I think our only hope at this point, I'm starting to see it on Twitter now. I've been hearing on Jack's um, ha- Monday happy hour the last couple weeks is, like, don't just put Devin Lloyd on the bench. Like, let's make him a pass rusher. Just make it plain and simple for the guy. No scheme, no elaborate defense. Just go get the quarterback. Like, you're a freak athlete. Let's get some pressure on the QB. Yep. And, I mean... I, I don't understand. Why did we take Chad Buma? I don't I don't get it. I mean, He's a, he hasn't been bad. He, he hasn't been bad, but we about. didn't need it. I mean, and a Luke pretty high looks pick. good, but why didn't we just re-sign Miles Jack? Yeah, I don't know. But the defense, I mean, talk about just make you want to vomit. But And to tie in the offense, I mean, we had a guy in front of us, a pro bowler. Grant Kitty got banged up. And we're like, oh, he's going to ask for $10 million a year? No fucking way. We re-signed DJ Chark. He's been banged up this year for the Lions, but every game he's played, he looked good. Uh, he also had a pretty big targets, play against five us catches, on Sunday. 98 yards on Sunday. He, yeah. he, there was extra motivation for sure. He, he looked a little bit better against the Jags, I think, than, I don't know. What do we have to do to get Zay Jones motivated to catch the fucking ball? I'm I'm thinking like wide receivers I mean, at this point though. Just pick a rookie. They're all so sick these days. Yeah, I feel like Zay Jones is kind of in for a letdown though. He just had a career game last or against Baltimore. But and then, five drops, dude. That is yeah, that's that pick bad. shit. Yeah, bad. JPFF stat, or I guess it's just PFF. Trevor Lawrence leads the league in drop passes, forty-five. <laughs> yeah, you know it's a uh, you know it's bad. When and I, I, I did win in gray. We had a segment before this where I talked about, you know, it's bad when this is the worst loss of the year in a year where we gave the Texans their only win. But you also know it's bad when the biggest win of the day is Trevor Lawrence didn't die when you thought he did. Oh my god, I thought he was done for next season. I thought that knee was Swiss cheese. <laughs> yeah, I thought, oh god. I don't know. Joe thighs the chip, guys. Now we're coming back. That's what it looked like. I'm actually considering pursuing legal action uh, against CBS for cutting the commercial with my quarterback dead on the field. <laughs> Let him play some backyard football with those kids while he slugs some Powerade, damn it. <laughs> he wants to be like Mike. Well, uh, Jenkins, you got your power rankings ready? Or are you still, are they, are they still in the lab? No, no, I hadn't dropped those yet. Um, Man, that's going to be like torture for me with just <laughs> nothing to play for, nothing to win. Um, <laughs> but I guess I'll get those out tonight for the boys. Win made the point, though, you're the only team in the league <laughs> that can't make the playoffs but also cannot come in last. Whoa. <laughs> I can outscore Bass and Blake by 200 points this week, and if they both lose and I win, I can get in. Yeah. I thought you were two. I thought you were two wins behind him. I think it might be. You're right. You're right. Yeah. No, Jenkins, you're safe. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. He, got he can't come by yeah, two. Like seventy more points than the next best. He's the only one with absolutely nothing to play for. Yep. <laughs> that's what you. That's what you love to see. 
Blake's out, I guess Blake's out of it too. And he's not going to outscore Eric by 100 points. No, theoretically he's still in it, but for all intents and purposes, no, he, he's toast. Yeah, he'd have to score either me or Eric by 100 or 110 points. Damn. I yeah, so it's like pretty much locked up. Say who I want to win now, so I have some, some dog in the fight, somebody to pull for it. Love to see David win it. First off, because I think he's the only guy in the playoffs right now that wouldn't be a repeat or Bass, David or Bass. Then Hayward wouldn't mind. Would also love to see Charlie Top 95 on there because that'd just be hilarious first time you guys win it. Absolutely dead last at all costs. Do not let Win win this thing. I will blow my brains out. <laughs> yeah, well, Win. I'd rather see Ben Steiner win it over Win. Feel. He's just... Sneaking in there, he's gonna be like the five or six seed. Well, yeah, Ben uh, wins in a spot. Ben went ahead and cemented his position on next year's top bottom team, more than likely bottom. And if it, and honestly, a consolation prize for Henry is being so bad all year and then putting yourself in a position to at least be top. <laughs> But uh, if if Henry wins and Phil loses and Henry outscores Phil by forty, which is a stretch, but not crazy, it's possible. Oh my gosh! What talk about the just the the absolute thievery at the end of the year? That'd be that'd be some high end drama. <laughs> hey, Henry, Henry's just got to score one ten because Phillips not scoring over seventy. <laughs> yeah, Henry's just praying for one more week of Samaj P. Ryan coming through. Yes, honestly, that's been better for him than having Joe Mixon. Yeah, yeah, because well, he's got the backfield to himself. Because when Joe Mixon goes down and they switch to P. Ryan, there's no P. Ryan behind P. Ryan. He's the last guy they got. You know, they're not gonna make him split with a bum. Yeah, but. Yeah, I don't know. It's a what overall. How do y'all feel your year of fantasy has been? Because I think it's overall been a pretty great season. I mean, there's been a lot of drama. Most teams have been somewhat like even early on. I feel like Ben and Phil felt like they had good teams. They were contenders, and they just got the most hurt. I feel like, but Chase and Henry and Chase got really hurt from the get go and didn't have a great draft, but. Uh, he he managed to work his way out of it, but Chase and Henry are the only ones that seemed like they were in a in a pretty deep hole from the from the rip. Yeah, I feel like Phil fell into that a little later in the season. I mean, Brees Hall was the domino. Mm-hmm. Then he just lost everybody, and now he's fighting for his life down there. Feel for him. <laughs> <laughs> it's like our like one in seven in the last eight weeks. Yeah. But yes, looking at it as a whole league, league, I think this is one of the better seasons we've ever had. Shit talks up, everybody's uh, bantering back and forth. Obviously, we started the pod and a lot more weekly stuff and bantering back and forth. Personally, I think I played pretty shitty. I'm not upset with my draft, but missed out on some waiver wire ads I should have had. Made some bad trades, giving up all my depth. And I was always an injury away from it being really bad and had yeah. two injuries. So. I don't, and I don't, I, I tell you one, the only thing I didn't like about this year was the, was people trading scared. Everybody seemed to be, uh, a pretty little bit cool, scared. Yeah. yeah, pretty cool, for sure. I, I think we still 
the volume of trades, there just weren't that many. Yeah, yeah. No, I think the, the, really right. like I think the, starters, yeah. the volume was up, and I'm not even thinking, like, earlier in the year I talked about, I wish, you know, someone's got to make a one-sided trade. I think we've all gotten too smart from that, but even still, it's possible to make, like, a blockbuster trade that is still fair, you know, when there was no trades that were just like, oh, damn, like, massive pieces getting moved. Yeah. Yeah, so... I don't know. I want to see some Justin Jefferson for Austin Eckler shit. Like, yeah, yeah big yeah, exactly. names. I tried to give Palmer, up. Palmer was trying to get Austin Eckler from me. I'm just kidding. I tried to get Austin Eckler like three weeks in when he was bad. Yeah. Hayward was too smart. Hayward was like, no, my team already sucks. Just let me die in peace. Oh, if only you knew how oh, well, badly I wanted to sell him, Charlie. And Donnie was like, Donnie texted me, he's like, should we press it with Hayward? Should we like press the issue? And I <laughs> and I was like, no, I know the feeling. Just let him be down for a while. You know, I don't want to bother him too bad. Yeah, that was, uh, but I don't know. Like I said, it's been, I think it's been a great year, right? The, the overall objective when Jenkins started this thing was to keep people talking. I think that has been more prevalent than any previous year in the league, especially since we left, all left for college. No doubt. I mean, obviously the pod's been huge, but even get like the shit talk up from Philip and fucking Blake and everybody else who kind of drifts in the shadows during the season. <laughs> all these guys are in the middle of it now. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so I was talking to to, uh, to Gray and Wynn last night, and the last thing I asked them to do was um, disavow pervert backup quarterbacks in the SEC, uh, to which which they refused to do because they didn't know who I was talking about. So, um, you know, take from that what you will. But their other piece of advice was take Oregon State at any number. Bet the mortgage. Sure enough, Anthony Richardson said he's out of there. I don't even know who's going to be starting a quarterback for him. They're going to run the Wildcat. Hayward, I see Ole Miss is playing in the Tax Act Bowl, which sounds like a, a discount version of the Tax Slayer Bowl. A lot of tax bowls, but uh, how do you feel about Ole Miss and the Tax Act? The Tax Act Texas Bowl playing Texas A&M, so it's really a little bit of a home game for A&M, I would assume. Um, Jimbo Fisher, uh, the most beatable coach in the SEC. It's uh, actually it's Texas Tech, mm. but my point stands. Definitely a better, so definitely a better team this year. Um, I will say, I mean, definitely not a not a sexy bowl. I mean. It's freaking on Wednesday. It's in the middle of the week, right after Christmas. I mean, oh, it's going to make it pretty much impossible for like anybody to travel there. So probably won't be a ton of people there. It'll basically be like a home game for Texas Tech, probably. But I don't know. I don't really like the matchup because I mean, this is now like the fourth or fifth time we've either played like a Texas Tech or like an Oklahoma State. Like we we play a lot of Big Twelve teams, like. I wish if we would have had a better end of the season, I wish we could have played a team like Notre Dame or like maybe like Clemson or something yeah. like that. Like, Do you think you would have got that South Carolina spot against Notre Dame if y'all had beat Mississippi State? Because South Carolina stinks. Yeah, but I mean, that, that's they're just the hot right now. They, they finished, I mean, yeah. It's just because they beat two top 10 teams back to back. That's why. And we. Definitely right. had a very easy – we had a cupcake schedule to start the year. I mean, I'll admit it. Our team was definitely fraudulent. I mean, we fell apart when we started playing real teams. But it was 
freaking fun starting seven and out, believing, but we were pretty fraudulent. I know. In the perfect world, we could have had uh, if Ole Miss had finished nine and three, you would have had nine and three Ole Miss and nine and three FSU. We could have played in the Gator Bowl. That'd been a sick matchup. But uh, yeah, no, I get what you're saying. Ole Miss or uh, FSU got got jobbed a little bit on their bowl uh, matchup as well. We get six and six Oklahoma. Which is such yeah. garbage because now it's like, oh, if we beat them, congrats, you beat a super mediocre big you know, Oklahoma team. And if we lose, it's like, oh, FSU's a fraud. We do it the whole time. Welcome to the ACC, dog. True, ACC is I, legit. I, think, I mean, NC not State is your Alabama. Except you guys are more little brother to NC State than Auburn is to Alabama. <laughs> what were you saying? Hayward Jenkins had to get that point off. <laughs> I was just going to say, as much as I hate just, I mean, sucking Charlie off right now, I will. I think FSU is very legit. I mean, they should have got a better matchup for sure. I mean, I know Oklahoma, I guess, I mean, you're playing the name. That's really it. No, like, and, I, and I was hoping, like, the opposite. I was shooting the moon. I was like, give us Tennessee. Because then – Oh, yeah, with the backup quarterback. Yeah, I felt like that would have been a, a fun one, but – you know, whatever. It's the cheese it Bowl. At least we got that going for us. We're probably chowing down on some, some Cheddar Jack Cheez-Its. And, I mean, I'm sure that'll basically be a home game for you guys, but a bunch of... Yeah, in Orlando on a, on a Thursday afternoon. It'll be, it'll be cool. Um, so, you know, Jenkins, uh, first of all, uh, NC State is not our Alabama. Florida's our Alabama, and we smoked them. And their pervert backup quarterback. So you're one and five against Big Brother in the last six seasons. Can't relate. Uh, I'll tell you what we were: uh, two wins against SEC teams, which I believe tied Auburn. They did tie us this year, and we beat and Jimbo. I, I, if that makes you feel any better, we are at rock bottom. We are a terrible program right now. But you two just came out of lower pits and holes than Auburn came out of. And I don't think I was throwing stones quite as often when old Florida State was going at best six and six, five True. and seven every single year. And Auburn's done this for two seasons. But Jenkins, uh, Charlie, you're, this is this is why I'm going to go ahead and just say you are on Auburn's doubles because your last last time we played a team from Alabama was Jackson State. We lost. <laughs> last time we played Brian Hurston, who we just fired, was Boise State in 2019, and you got pounded. You average 54,000 fans a game in one of the most populated schools in the country. Your fans would rather listen to EDM in a parking lot to go watch FSU football. <laughs> it's because they have a low tolerance for loser football. you you got to give a little credit for that. We're like the Miami Heat in that way. Not, so not really put you at point. But yeah. here's, here's the other thing. And most of that is fair. Pretty much all of it's fair. I'll allow it. But my thing is, if I can't throw stones in the brief time that, like, you know, Auburn makes a run, FSU makes a run, Ole Miss makes a run, nobody here goes to Alabama or Georgia, who, who we could all unanimously gang up on if that were the case. But instead, all of our schools have their time in the sun. They go on a little run. That's the time yeah. to throw stones. So if it yeah. looks like I'm a jerk... I can live with that, but as a college football fan, I refuse to let this opportunity pass me by, and I'm just going to be like, well, I'm a respectful guy, and I'm not going to say anything about those jokers at the SEC school. <laughs> and 
no, I'm not saying don't, don't give me shit because we definitely deserve it. I mean, Auburn is a dumpster fire. I'm just saying step in your own shoes for a minute. A little yes. hypocritical well, after Jimbo Fisher leaves for a program that hasn't won a national championship since 1939 after winning a natty at FSU. Just leaves and you hire Willie Taggart. It's like that's the most hypocritical shit I've ever heard. Big time. Big time. And, I'll, and here's the other thing. And this, this I didn't want to say this because it borders on loser talk, but I'm glad that you're at least talking, Jenkins, because I feel like it's just you and I going back and forth, having fun, chatting shit, and every, nobody else says anything. We're, we're carrying, you know, we'll get a little bit of Hayward in there, we'll get a little bit of this, a little bit of that, but the yeah. fact that you're at least willing to engage in these conversations makes it that much better. And that's what I have to do to talk shit. I got to dig back five years ago. <laughs> Hell can't say anything now. Oh, yeah, we picked up on that. <laughs> hey, but, but my shit talking to Hayward is in the form of a question. Mm-hmm. Hayward, what is the biggest win Lane Kiffin has had at Old Miss? It's true. I'll, I'll give it to you. Hey, I can't name one I'll big counter win. That, I'll counter that with apparently Auburn was about to throw that man $11 million a year. <laughs> so if that, so if that's hey, your freaking argument. I'd still rather have freeze. Yeah. Well, you the buyout was too scary. The buyout was too scary. Auburn fans were okay with the $11 million, but they knew they were going to have to pay Lane $20 million to leave if it didn't work out, and they can't do three of those checks in six years. It's just too much. Especially, Especially when you're, when you're paying your previous, like, three coaches still. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, and here's the other thing, and I'll give this to Jenkins. And if you're Jenkins, you got to hold on to this like like you're, it's your mom's hand and you are just terrified as a four-year-old. But Hugh Freeze has more wins against Alabama than any other SEC coach as it stands right now. Yep. Damn right. Kirby Smart's going for the tie. The man recruits, and that's what we have not been able to do with Brian Harson. He, I mean, he came from Idaho, and we expect him to come down and recruit in the hotbed of talent. Like, yeah. It was a terrible experiment. Fucking learned our lesson. Well, and look, embarrassed ourselves. So here, and here's what the way I saw it with Harson is he was trying to get all fancy. He was going to zig when everybody was zagging. He's like, oh, I'm not going to go after the recruits that. Uh, that uh, Nick Saban and Kirby Smart are going after. I got my own kind of guys. And as it turns out, uh, you're not as good at talent evaluation as Kirby Smart or Nick Saban is, not even close Brian Harson. So you might just want to go after the same guys they go after because they actually know what the hell they're doing. But he, he's like, oh, we're going to get creative with it. And, the, and, of course, the Auburn boosters were like, yeah, hit the road, Jack. And, and that's why other beef with Auburn is our it, boosters have got their hands all over everything. It makes everything. They're the ones really pulling the strings in the background. Yeah, exactly. but isn't that every that's college? Top five NIL program. I mean, yeah. which college are the boosters not a problem? Uh, I think Auburn's kind of on another level. I don't know, man. They're yeah, all, they're I, a problem. I, I would put Auburn rules that the boosters apparently like framed or investigated their active head coach for cheating and tried to use that as a reason to fire him. <laughs> that, is, that, is, that is tough. That yeah. is tough. That's a message board. That's an SEC message board uh, going on right there. Yeah. 
But, well, answer me this, since, you know, because we're down to the final four teams. Do you think it, it, it's the opinion's going to matter the most, or maybe the least, depending on how you answer it, coming from y'all? Do you think Georgia got jobbed a little bit by getting thrown Ohio State instead of TCU? Oh, for sure. That was terrible. But I love it. I oh, love yeah, it. I love Give it. a real test. I think this is an appropriate TCU. time for me to – for me to come out and say Kirby Smart sexually assaulted me. Um, <laughs> I would be too, dude. Need to open an investigation ASAP. <laughs> it was, it was, yeah, right. it was an Eiffel Tower with Stetson Bennett. <laughs> Speaking of that guy, how did he get named a Heisman finalist? That was for real. Because dude, he's good. He, his it is disrespectful to people like Jameis Winston and Cam Newton. That, yeah. that clown and Bryce Young are getting legitimately looked at. Bryce Young was better this year than last year. But last I mean, year was one of the more underwhelming guys I mean, last year. Well, here's the but the case for Stetson Bennett is he wasn't actually asked to do anything crazy. You know, like he just he's a team player. He goes out there, I guess, and and chucks it up, makes the throws he has to make to win. <laughs> But like he's you know versus a Max Duggan on if you're on TCU you're just slinging the rock all over the field every week. Exactly. And Stetson Bennett's back there with seven seconds going through every. <laughs> yep. Yeah, he's I reading a good book. All yeah, all offensive line starters are five stars. I feel like Not we should sure. just we should subsidize the the federal government should subsidize Jordan Davis to be our national team goalie. This, not to switch it up too quick on you, but the Netherlands goalie—I think they said it was six foot seven. I was like, why didn't we think of that? It's brilliant. Dude was a brick wall. He's huge. You can't get anything past him. Jordan Davis. Did you know that every soccer player on the Spain 2002 team was actually under five eleven? So. <laughs> Gotta love those soccer gatekeepers. Those guys are the best. Tyreek Hill and Russell Westbrook would be terrible soccer players. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like, wait, it's, did yeah. you guys did you guys see that Bleacher Report edit of like the yeah. Yeah. starting lineup of like Ron, <laughs> Mookie Betts? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, dude, what a joke! But you're telling that's me the if, worst lineup I think you could have made for that argument. You're telling me DeAndre Jordan wouldn't have been like an all-time goalie if that's what he trained for his whole life? He'd have been sick. Center back. Oh my god. Oh my god. Or Odell. Odell was like a wing would have been ridiculous. Yeah. Odell actually did play soccer a bunch. I mean yeah. for a while. I think in college too. Ooh. What else we got, boys? We got the NFL playoffs coming up. Quite frankly, I could care less. I'm just excited about fantasy playoffs. I enjoyed I enjoyed our one week where we were in the hunt. It was fun. Yeah, it was a blast. It was really fun. Yeah. Hey, Palmer, David and I will be up in Nashville. To Man, I was so amped before Sunday to, to support the boys, but now it's kind of like, God, we're going to get embarrassed again. Yeah. I mean, the Titans, they did play the Eagles, but they look pretty bad. Yeah. Well, that's a, that's why it was so important to win, just because we knew the Titans were going to take an L. And yeah. then if we could somehow beat them head to head, then all of a sudden, yeah, one we, play, we still play them two more times this season. Yeah, we yeah. could have controlled our own destiny. Instead, we were the Detroit Lions get right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 
hey, we're the fools. We're, Why do we believe? Get right again. <laughs> Why do we believe every year? Exactly. We need a new owner. And I'm sick and tired of just throwing bags at guys who are going to suck or they're one term, one year, two year plug and play guys. They're at the future yeah. and they're botching draft picks. Like that's the that's the sad reality of it though we have to hit through the draft because free agency we've got to overpay to get guys here and, and i mean if we kept the momentum going maybe trevor lawrence would have that leeway out in free agency to go get like a good offensive lineman or a good defensive guy like or a wide receiver i want to go play with trevor lawrence but we just aren't helping him out yeah i think that's on the jags christmas christmas wish list is a. Uh, New defensive coordinator and just draft in the trenches. Give me O line, give me D line. We got Calvin Ridley on the way. That's gonna be sick. Who should we take first? What position? Cornerback. I'm uh, fine with. No, I want a fat guy from Iowa to block. <laughs> oh, I want defense. There's I feel like it's defense. gotta be defense. My, uh, we're, about to, we're about to shed some. We're about to trim the fat on defense because we're paying way too much. We're yeah, basically for sure. a first round pick on offense too. Slash and burn. Yeah. I was. I came up with a cheat code for GMs. I was just like, if you don't know what you're doing, you can either take an O lineman from Iowa, take a D lineman from Georgia, and if you really don't know what you're doing, just pick literally any player from Alabama. Probably pan out pretty well. Exactly. How hard is that? Oh, man. <laughs> Dave Caldwell managed to make the worst pick of an Alabama player we've seen in the last ten seasons. He's like, you know, he's got talent. TJ Yeldon, get him on the squad. Oh man. Derrick Henry's a scrub. Yep. TJ Yeldon blocked me on Instagram. I know he saw. <laughs> I said, um, he posted a picture right after he uh, got. He got cut by us and he got re-signed by the Bills. And I commented on his picture. Said the benches must be warmer in Buffalo. <laughs> and he he blocked me. You know, <laughs> scrub. Man, we got to get back to our old ways of uh, of hassling Instagram fantasy football pages. Those were the good old days. Oh, <laughs> uh, that time we were all in. I think the living room at my house, and we're all just ganging up on some guy on Instagram. Hayward's not even in the conversation. He doesn't even know what's going on. And he just chimes in while he's taking a shit in the bathroom. Like, joined in our beef talk of Broncos fans. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good times. I remember I came in out of the blue on that one guy. And, <laughs> and with a, I came here for quality advice, not to see you arguing with teenagers. You should be ashamed of yourself, sir. Unfollow. <laughs> Charlie, you remember your Cinderic March fan account? Dude, oh, yeah. I told somebody at work that y'all were in his Clash of Clans clan. Yep. Oh, man. Yeah, that was like peak jealousy. That was the one time I actually cared about Clash of Clans. I was like, I should have I should have, I should have gone in early on this. I could have bought low and sold high, and here I am, not even in the market. God, how long ago is Cinderic March? I mean, there's no way he's still in the league. Oh, he's been retired 10 seasons. Okay. Y'all remember that garbage game? It was like week 17, meant nothing. Jags were probably like 4 and 11 at the time. And he just needed a half a sack to get like 600,000. Yeah. Get that contract. That was against, against Charlie Whitehurst, Clipboard Jesus. 
Yeah. Amanda and I had um, had great seats because that's back when they were um, Everbank Stadium. My dad was working for Everbank. So Amanda's first NFL game was Thursday Night Football against the Titans, and we were sitting like five rows up at the 50. And I was trying the whole game to be like, this is really not usual. This You should not get like expect this for just football games, but... Yeah, then, right, like, it, it was either the last play of the game or it, it was the last drop, like, the last three plays of the game, bam, sacked Charlie Whitehurst, got that 800K, made it rain. That's back when Johnny Menzel was in the league. What a time. What a time to be alive. I got I feel like I found that Money Menzel t-shirt. I'm going to bring that back. I might cut the sleeves off of it this summer. <laughs> I still have a Johnny Menzel jersey. <laughs> you had the autographed, the illegally autographed helmet. I would reference oh, yeah, that. Yeah, you shouted that out last episode. <laughs> yeah, right. Shout out that made ruined a five hundred dollar. <laughs> obviously, it's worth nothing now. But at the time, at the time, that's what matters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Johnny did yeah. Ha- Johnny did half a game for that. Half a game for that helmet. Jenkins, I know you like that Henry, Neymar, Messi, Bappe, Pulisic, Rado. <laughs> Damn right, I love it. Oh, man. <laughs> hey, well, I got a question for you all in the Jags that kind of round out our talk here. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you two need to see from this team to feel confident going into next year that we could be a 500 or above 500 team, or I guess a nine-win or better team next year? I would say offense needs to be putting up at least like 24 plus a game, preferably 28 plus a game. I'd say as long as the offense is working, because I mean, I think the defense is, is done. I mean, I don't think the DC knows what he's doing. I mean, way too much talent to be this bad. You yeah. know, I'm not, not ready great, to give up but... on Lloyd and Walker yet, though. I mean, I'm hoping those guys can turn around, but. Oh, yeah. I mean, the, the young talent, they'll develop, but. Yeah. You know, we're definitely we're gonna reshift the defense again, rebuild again. If I could see seven plays by Trevor Lawrence where it's just an absolute ceiling play, you know he just does he he spins out of a tackle, stays in the pocket, and just cuts air. I mean, he just throws a dime like thirty yards down the field, right into the bread basket. Basically, that's all I have to say. At this point, it's just I just want to evaluate T. Law, kind of soak it in, and and figure out the rest from there. But as long as I know he's the guy, I'm I I can sleep okay at night. Yeah, that's definitely the most important thing. Yeah, and our offensive line, for the love of God, just protect him long enough to get through the season. Just can we not have another <laughs> oh hit God. like that? Cam Robinson, <laughs> Cam Robinson, if he gets this man hurt, and Jacksonville is going to have his head. <laughs> Yeah, he's going to be jumping off the dance point with his concrete Nikes on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm with you guys. I want to see the same. I'd love to see Trayvon make any progress in pass rush. And then I think we should put Devin Lloyd out there at this point because it's like what to lose. Give him yeah. some experience. And then Travis Etienne on the ball security. I've seen enough of Trevor. I know he's the guy I want moving forward. Yeah. I, I mean, Travis Etienne, dude, I'm not saying we would have beat the Lions, but we don't fumble there. We go down, kick a field goal, maybe a touchdown. I think it's a completely different game. whole different game, yeah. yeah. And Darius hey. Williams dropped a pick right in his fucking hands. It went right through his hands for basically a touchdown. Yeah. 
They were like, I'm pretty sure it was a first down. But. Completely different game. We make those two plays. Yep. Well, boys, I think that's probably enough of that. We're coming up on a, about an hour and a half worth of episode here. Um, if, if you got anything else, say it now. Make your peace. Otherwise, uh, I'm going to wrap this sucker down. Uh, I think that's about it. Like, turn it around, Jags. War Eagle anyways. It's basketball season. That's right. Uh, so I can sit through y'all shit. And... Fantasy's over with. FSU basketball stinks this year, so you do have that going for you. Hey, Ole Miss is going to have baseball. They'll be back. Yeah, what are we talking about? We got a baseball program, a basketball program, and I guess a women's soccer program. We're all talking about football like a bunch of idiots. Gymnastics is off the charts. (laughs) That brings in the big bucks. Yeah. They do have an Olympic, Olympic gymnast. What's her name? Jenkins? Oh, she's so hot. The LSU girl? No, the, the like, <laughs> Olympic gymnast. Oh, yeah. Olivia Dunn. Yes, she's a babe. Yeah. Uh, you just said college gymnast, and my no, mind no. immediately goes there. Like where your head's at. James was thinking about the NIL money. <laughs> yeah, she, that girl makes millions. Yeah, she, she deserves Lee. it. Cindy Lee at Auburn, who's not near as hot. She's like top five in the NIL. She's actually good at gymnastics, unlike the LSU girl. (laughs) Well, I'm going to cut you off before you start talking about the David's Bridal commercial like Phil did. (laughs) And just just fully expose yourself. You you go ahead and get yourself a glass of water. Uh, Hayward, I loved having you on. Jenkins loved having you on, as usual. Yes, sir. It's been a pleasure. I want to do this again. Throughout the offseason, I want to talk to all the guys. Just check in with everyone, see how everything's going. It works out podcast about nothing when it's not football season. I'm I'm honestly mostly excited for those. <laughs> Hell yeah, I love it. I've been writing myself notes for next year's draft in season. <laughs> <laughs> You're going above and beyond. Well, uh, fellas, I will uh, I'll talk to y'all later. I appreciate you coming out. Yes, sir. Thanks for having, Thanks for having me. Peace. <laughs> of it being Thomas after, but instead, Omaha. the ball is moved. Omaha. And we are back in studio. Uh, we got a couple of very special guests on here with us to discuss rules that are bad, rules that are good, just upcoming league rule changes. First and foremost, we got Wynn, real estate mogul, Brookman. Wynn, how you doing? 2016 champion as well. Charlie, it's a pleasure to be here as the recurring guest. I am ready to debate. That's right. It takes one to know one. Good to have a fellow champion on. And uh, and secondarily, last but certainly not least, just a, a primary member of the team and manager of one of the you know one of the greatest statisticians of our time, shall I say? Uh, Gray Bean, great. How you doing? Oh, I'm, I'm doing great. Uh, two-time regular season champ and two-time second-place finisher. Um, but uh, we're, look, we're looking to hang a banner this year. Um, but excited to be here. Uh, you know, but let's not get too caught up in resumes. That's uh, right. That's right. That's you, know, you know, it, it, it is what it is. You can only play the team in front of you. Uh, the past is the past. Just ask those Auburn boys. They're living in it. And uh, let me let me say this. It, this crossed my mind. It has nothing to do with anything we're about to talk about, but I just had to get it off my chest while I was thinking about it, just sort of logging a, a memory here. Um, I finally got my cold open for when I'm doing my open mics. So 
if I'm ever if I'm ever doing an open mic night that uh, that Gray or Zach might be hosting, finally got my icebreaker. You know, just get on stage. Gray, you ready for this? And and feel free to use it and claim it as your own until I until I come around to doing it. Absolutely, will let it let it fly. So you, so you hop on stage. They introduce you. Before you say a word, you just you just yam a glass of ice cold milk. Just chug it. <laughs> And uh, as soon as you get to the bottom of that thing, you just hit an ice crispy, just a ah, just like mom used to make. And then you just go right into your set. <laughs> no, there's hey, there there is serious potential in that check. You, also, I mean, I've long said this. You, you're you're good enough to go right now if you wanted to to hit an <laughs> mic right now. Yeah, don't don't give me too much confidence. I'm gonna say something that'll uh, that'll get me canceled probably if I just go up there and fuck around. But it's it's crossed my mind. I feel like it'd be it'd be fun, but I don't want to disrespect the the grinders that are out here doing it every day. But either way, anyways, let's get into business. Gray, you know you you told me you had a you had a handful of rules that were so bad they were good. I know Wynn had a couple in his own pocket that he wanted to wanted to talk about. Um, but Gray, let's start with you since you got a handful of them. Uh, take it away. Yeah, no, that that's uh, thanks for the intro there. And yeah, I, I titled this because I kind of wanted. I started out as a bit. I wanted to be rules that were so ridiculous, and we kind of joke about them in the in the group chat anyway. Um, but it actually got me thinking, uh, and so I wrote some rules, and some of them are so bad that I think they're actually good. Um, and some of these are for laughs, but I mean, in all seriousness, I'm ready right now if we voted on them to play this way. Um, but the first one I was talking about, some of you might have already heard me saying this, because with the debate of half point versus full point PPR, um, we uh it's actually a debate we're going to have later on in the show if i'm not mistaken that's what that's right. we brought when it yeah the 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 two two obstacle ones but we have a uh a wheel that we spin every week that has four prongs i used to say three prongs zero point ppr half point ppr full point ppr it changes every week and then there's a little sliver that is negative ppr <laughs> <laughs> and so you really don't know week to week what you're getting and you have to play the field, right? You have to change the lineup depending on, on what the wheel lands on. Could be a lot of fun. Um, and then we have kickers only get points for missed kicks. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You can't just, you, I want to, we got to stop and talk about each one. So oh, good point, good point. Negative PPR what strategically that brings what a wide receiver like Gabe Davis he'd be he's probably like the wide receiver one because he's always like three catches for 150 in the touchdown versus right. a guy like Hunter Renfro or Braxton Berrios who become untouchable I mean Berrios is untouchable anyways but these you know Christian Kirk you're almost like scared to play him at that point no, exa- exactly. But it, it, it brings in, and this kind of, I'm going to probably touch on this more in the series debate, but it, it does bring in me to like my philosophy of, at the end of the day, this is for fun. You know, I mean, this is, right. this is for fun. So let's, let's get weird with it. It doesn't have to be this season. It doesn't have to be every season, but sometime soon, maybe it's in 10 years, let's get fucking weird with it. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. uh, Even if it's but, one one week yeah. out of the year, week one, week, you know, week 14, whatever, you know, going in, I don't know, you just pick a, a random week and that's, that's wild card week. You know, if you're Blake and you're playing, I don't know, some third string scrub like Amon Ross St. Brown, uh, then who gets, you know, I don't know, 
25 catches a game against the Jags may, may or may not, you know, that's that's all of a sudden a detriment to you because exactly. wild card. Oh, I, I think I ran the numbers. I think St. Brown, if we did negative PPR, he would have put up negative uh, 14 today. So, uh, that checks out. That's, that definitely checks out. And then I'll go in order of the ones, I guess, that are clearly jokes before I get to my like, kind of good ones. <laughs> um, but I had one I call, I just titled this the Hail Mary Auto Win. All right. And you have to start three players, right? You, you can clear out your roster, but you have to start three players that are on a roster for that week expected to go. And if you end up with a negative points overall, if, if all three of your players that you start combined for negative, you automatically win that week. <laughs> they definitely get creative. Yeah, you get creative because you got you're thinking obviously you gotta go kicker and defense and hope, and then you just gotta put like James Robinson in, you know, and just hope that uh that he that he uh he gets zero carries or you know, maybe you go quarterback <laughs> that, you know, maybe will they won't they play. Um, which I that was just one I had right off the cuff. So and then this one, oh, you, yeah, you would have to play a full lineup. You could have no blank spaces in the lineup, but if you play all nine of your players and you finish with negative points, that's No, it. I think it was just three. Just three. three. It was three. just three because then you have to get creative. Which three do you want to play? Got it. And also, also all nine, there's no way you're getting negative with all nine, especially if they're all playing, you know? I mean, no one's come. No one's even come close to that bad. Like, I mean, I know no one's ever tried to obviously not score points, but I, I have a feeling it would be impossible. But it's supposed It'd to be, be impossible, you know, because if be you're going to go, it, it's kind of like shooting the moon in hearts, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Gotcha. Just to clarify, all right. Keep it moving. Keep it moving. All right. These are where we start to get into like the actually kind of good ideas. Um, so we round off to um, like the uh, the nearest whole number, right? We don't do decimals; we only have whole numbers, mm-hmm. right? And that's like in an effort to like increase the amount of ties that happen, right? And then in the event of a tie, right, you switch rosters entirely. You literally have to, by league bylaws, change teams entirely. Play the rest of the season with with that team unless you tie again to someone else and then you switch with them which that one actually sounds like a lot of fun like obviously you couldn't do that forever but one <laughs> season where that happens that would actually be pretty electric <laughs> that yeah, you know, that's creative because like if you have a good team yeah and you're tied to someone going into monday night football you might um or let's just say, you know, you're, you you're up a few. You might intentionally play someone or not play someone. Right. Right. So that's, that's what like if, if, if you're going if, like, into if Monday Night If football, I was playing Henry or something and I'm only, like, I'm down five and I can win the game with, like, a kicker, yeah, it's beautiful. honestly worth not playing the kicker and taking the out. <laughs> you're just going to eat this one to avoid the avoid the, yeah, avoid the crossover. Yeah, you're going in Monday Night Football down eight with Tony Pollard on the roster, and you are just sweating. You're just thinking. Well, he's already got double digits tonight, so that really wouldn't apply. Yeah. But I get the, uh, the point you're trying to make, except, you know, it was exactly. a, loose, a loose try at it, and, you know, I respect what you're going after, but... Uh, <laughs> Bad, bad example, not a parallel. But that one is actually like low key. Out of all the ones I'm about to say, that one is like low key. Obviously, not forever, but I would love to try that at least one season. We'll just save it for like the 25th anniversary or something. Next one I got. All right. If you ever lap someone, like if you ever double someone else's score, 
the person you beat has to give you their highest scoring bench player that week. Like you just, you just take it. <laughs> I like that a lot. I like that's yeah. one of my favorites. Yeah, because then you just, you just nut, you absolutely wallop them. You just drop their nut, your nuts in their face. Like you should get something, yeah. and that person should have like some kind of punishment. Literally taking their lunch money. Exactly. Like give me, like let's say it's like, and and then that's another thing where it goes into strategy. Where like you might like all of a sudden you might have to like play your freaking you know I guess no that wouldn't work but you know if you don't no, want someone to be on the bench they put up points and you might lose that's them. What if if you have some rookie wide receiver running like you have a rookie running back who the starter gets hurt and he goes off on your bench and then you got to go into Monday night and pray to God the rest of your lineup can get like six points so you can salvage a loss and keep your running back I like all the stuff. I like the things that keep you in the game, even when you have the worst week of your life. Right, exactly. And that's what I'm going for, is that it's like, obviously, when you're playing fantasy football, it's true form, you know? Like, it it just doesn't work like this. But if you want to just get weird with it, all these works. And then, like, these last three are actually, like, actually just straight-up good ideas. And they are pretty much all related to fab. (laughs) Hold on on to those good ideas. I want to interject. I want to get win on one of these. When you you had an idea, throw that one out there. I want to I want to talk on that one for a second. Give uh, Gray a break. Okay. Well, the main idea I have, and I've been advocating for this forever, is the uh, half point PPR scoring system. Um, I know we've tried before. Uh, I think it's a great way to go, and I think that everyone should be in agreement. But we're not going to be. That's fine. I understand that. There's a reason why we switched over to full-point PPR. We wanted to, you know, give it a try, an experiment. Um, as someone who is likely going to clinch a playoff berth, who's, you know, been on both sides of clinching a playoff berth in full-point PPR and half-point PPR, uh, half-point PPR is the superior scoring system. I know everyone that argues against it is all for points, 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 points. Points are more fun. Um, that's not true. Whenever points have merit, they're fun. But if we're just giving points out for shaking someone's hand, there's no merit there. There's no true value in having something like that. I'd rather score a little bit less and have some accomplishment in what I'm doing than to score a lot. I mean, that is just elementary, in my opinion. Great. Well, I I, uh, I have been invited on the show. I, I guess I am the pro PPR guy in this instance. But it, it does go back to, I guess, my whole philosophy. And, and Wynn actually said something I didn't think he was going to say, which I really appreciate, is that I don't want to make rules. And I think we all need to have this mentality. A lot of people do have this mentality in our league. I don't want to make base rules based on what is simply going to help you. I like approaching it as a philosophy. If you have to, you have to view it as either one, you're in first place or you're in last place. Is this rule the same amount of fun? So I respect when saying it's not about how good I am this year. It's not about my strategy going forward. It's just, you view it simply as that player did not earn the point he got for that catch. Now, from my perspective, my side of things is more points are fun. Yes, I do. I am firmly in that camp of just, more points are fun. But the reason I think more points are fun is kind of going back to the, you know, thing we talked about earlier is that the most fun thing in fantasy football, you're going into Monday night and you have, you know, your tight end. It's not whatever. It's 
uh, middle of the road tight end. Let's go. What Irv Smith? I don't even know. What's a good example? I have Travis Kelsey, so I, I haven't had to deal with any of the names. Um, there are uh, about ten middle of the road tight ends, and they're all dog shit. Yeah, yeah, right. They're all dog shit. But if you're down, I mean, if you're down ten, you know, and and PPR gives you more of a, a of a chance, and we see more of those comebacks. Um, if you are, um, you know, you're going head to head, like in overtime, like your game goes in overtime with someone else. Like if I, I think this happened earlier, where I was going up against Justin Jefferson and I had Stephon Diggs, and they play each other in overtime, and every catch just means that much more because it has a whole point attached to it, a larger thing. I mean, there there are instances, and I get it's frustrating when, like Charlie was talking about before, where if a guy catches a, you know, a ten yard fumble that's basically zero points instead of an actual punishment. Um, I get that aspect of it, but it, it applies to everyone evenly, right? So you're just as likely to, you know, benefit or, or lose from that as possible, which I, I get it. I, when you see a fumble, you want that to, um, you want that to hurt the other person and you want that. But at the end of the day, I mean, these points that they're, they're getting and losing, um, they help a lot too. And I think we discount that. Um, and then my final point I'll say is that I'm going to run a bunch of numbers, right? I kind of love this new stack I roll I fallen into. I'm going to run a bunch of numbers when the season's over, uh, as far as it relates to the draft. And what I have to say is I don't think these, these PPR points are deciding as many outcomes as we think they are. Right. So, I mean, Mm -hmm. if the, if the win and loss is going to stay relatively the same, except now we get to, to root for more things. Like, I think that's also a fun part about fantasy football. And that's just where I stand. I do respect Wynn's argument more because I thought he was going to bring up his, you know, love for running backs. But Donnie had a good thing where he was saying that the goal of PPR should be to, to kind of equalize what a running back scores and what a, a wide receiver scores. And if that ever gets too out of balance, and that's when you kind of toggle that switch. Um, but uh, those are kind of all my thoughts on it. Just kind of vomited it up right there. All right. Yeah, I, I understand what you're saying, but... Um you brought up the margin argument as far as going into Monday Night Football of 10 points. Um, you would be more interested if, you know, you were in a PPR scoring format, therefore you would have a greater chance to win. My counter to that would be if you were playing half-point PPR, that margin would probably be less because it's only half-point per reception, so maybe it's six points you have to make up, and then you get half a point per catch. Right. Yeah. So right, that right. definitely well, has a factor me, me, as well. Yes, right. And what we're saying there is that it, it goes both ways. Is that the the more points and less points? I mean, it's it's a dollar worth. It's two dollars or one dollar, and if something costs, you know, two dollars, and we make everything two dollars, and it, it evens out. I, I get what you're saying. So it there is kind of a dead end there. Um, but I don't know. I, I like rooting for it. I, I think people have it, but I, I mean, obviously, I see where you guys are coming from. Charlie, you have any thoughts? Yeah, let me let me interject here. Um, and I, and both of you did a, did an excellent job of kind of explaining your your philosophies and uh, two sides of, of the same coin. You know, clearly being in the same league and, and rooting for the same idea, which is more competitive play. But just allow me for a second to be the what about Bill Russell guy. Uh, in this LeBron versus Jordan argument. Uh, and that's... My theory is that the essence of the game is to get as close to real football management as we possibly can. Reward the good plays of the game and punish the bad plays of the game. Catches for negative yards, fumbles, what have you. Which is why 
personally, I think a fair compromise between where you two are is move to half PPR, but also award a half point per first down, uh, which is a, a, a stat that we can track, that we can award points for, and that still gives receivers a little bit of relief as far as getting points, being competitive with running backs, but also doesn't make, um, you know, you can have a running back that isn't that good but catches a lot of passes. He becomes a little bit, I, I think, overpowered versus a guy, uh, you know, a Nick Chubb becomes a little bit more valuable because you know every single third and one, you're getting that half point. You know, that guy comes back into play a little bit. I think it rewards actual good football plays, which are first downs. You know, that's what you're going for. And also still keeps the receivers in play a little bit. Um, I'd be interested to see how, how either of y'all feel. But I just it, – and, it, and I'm not dead set on this, but it just crossed my mind as I think point per first down might be worth a look um, because it, it's similar to PPR, but it gives you just a little bit more depth, I think, as far as rewarding uh, good plays within the game. Yeah, well, I guess I'll take this one because anyone who believes that PPR is the correct scoring format does not believe in any of that philosophy, Charlie. Uh, Point per perception is not a logical football statistic. It's not like, holy shit, yeah, the Jags lost by 26 today, but Kirk had nine receptions. I mean, holy fuck, if um, he got nine more receptions, we would have won. Like, that's not a tangible thing that coaches are reviewing. Um, they review drop passes. Uh, that's definitely something that is thought about a lot. But um, there is no um, real basis for valuing a football game in comparison to receptions and how that should affect your fantasy score from the PPR person's perspective. Well, yes, uh, and I'll, I'll log in uh, on that. Uh, um, yes, it is. The reason we have PPR is not to say they did, oh, good for you, you caught the ball instead of got handed the ball. It's like we were saying out before, it's it's because if we didn't have that, then we would draft and uh, it would be all running backs. And then the person who drafts first has a massive advantage versus the person who drafts 14th. But if running backs, wide receivers, and quarterbacks are at, at their peak, at their tier, you know, the, the closest they can, then we have somewhat of a fair value draw, right? I mean, because we mostly, for the most part, we choose our draft order based off of chance or based off of something like that. And there has to be incentive, um, you know, to, to value those guys. So that it's not just that I get what you're saying. It's just, I don't view it as, I mean, obviously people do view it as, holy fuck, Christian Kirk got nine receptions. He's such a good football player. He had such a great game. Because, obviously, you know, that, that's not how I view it. I mean, obviously, because of his points for reception, I do see a catch by ETN that goes for one yard. And I'm like, holy shit, that's a point instead of point one point. You know? I, we I we all know the feeling. We all know that, that I don't catch think, for one yard is, no you're running back and you're just rubbing your hands. Sport. You're like, yeah, it is. No, 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 no. I, I don't. I, no, I, I mean, I, we all like it. Yeah, we all like we. Oh, I, When it's I going totally for agree. you. But it, it the, the where we head butt is is why make it worth one when half point does that and why is more points better than less points and that's just more of a, a philosophical difference than a than an on the field difference. Well, let me uh, 
I know we got a few more more rule change ideas. I got a I got kind of a joke one, kind of a serious one. So let me let me throw a couple more at you. Um, another I, another one I I had was golden snitch seventy yard field goal, uh, and that that's one that's probably not going to come into play. Like this is kind of a gray one because it won't matter for like five seasons, but it's just going to continue to get better and better kicking in the league. And someone's gonna get got, and I don't. And this is by a golden snitch. I mean, I don't care if it's the first player on your team going out on Thursday night football, and no one on the team you're playing is playing. If your kicker hits a seventy-yard field goal, you win. The week is over. It doesn't. It doesn't matter if you have ten points for the week. Just seventy-yard field goal, dumb. I just, I'll take it. I'll take it as a step further. If you, because it's not gonna happen for a couple seasons. It could be. Yeah. It could be twenty thirty. I'd say it doesn't matter where it, where it happens in the season, you're locked up a playoff spot. <laughs> the moment that happens, season over, you're in. At the eight seed, the minimum. Oh, dude, I just I just like the idea of the electricity in the room as your kicker lines up for a seventy yarder, and you have so much on the line at that point. You could be you're in you're in Ben's spot. You're three and nine. <laughs> And, you're, you and then on the other side, you're freaking whatever it is. I don't know who it is. It's your Jenkins. You're at the eight spot, and someone can just boot you on one play. That'd be fucking hilarious. But, <laughs> but oh, it's man. tough. I like that rule, though. I do. I do like that rule, and I do like like we were talking about earlier. I like the weird shit that I can explain to someone else who plays fantasy football and be like, "Well, our league does this, and it's fucking crazy." I like, I like that. that aspect. Mm, I'm big on that. Um, another one I had was. And this one uh, uh, seems kind of obvious, I feel like, but there needs to be points for every yard that is run and every touchdown that is scored for for individual players. So, but that I mean, like Traylon Burks last week, Derrick Henry received the ball, ran it eighty something yards, fumbled into the end zone, and then Traylon Burks recovered it, fell on it, um, and no players got. Touchdown credit for that. For no, Traylon I think Burks. Traylon Burks got the touchdown. I think it only counts as a fumble recovery, though. He doesn't get yards, and he doesn't no. get – I don't think he got the touchdown, did he? No, he did. He did. They, they called it a fumble TD, and he got, he got a touchdown for it. But I I agree that there is – I mean, it's it's probably harder to keep track of. Um, But, no, he, he did get the credit for that. How do you – how would you all feel about, um, like, punt return – touchdowns counting for individual players. If you had a, a Jarvis Landry or, or, you know, Josh Cribbs for a little throwback action. Uh, so Donnie has a gun pointed to your head right now. Is that what you're telling me? You can tell I've been hanging out with him. 911 is the number to call, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just, it crossed, it's another one. I was just like, ah, like, I don't know. But, well, and that gets me to my, my last suggestion. Um, which is DSTs, I think, are kind of bummy, like, for lack of a better word. I don't think anybody is really hyped for any particular DST. I think to solve this, like, flex third wide receiver problem that, you know, we're trying to get into, I think we move the kicker instead of just deleting it entirely, because that's, like I said, we want to keep the game as real as possible. We just move the kicker into the DST, and of course we would dial their points back. So 
DSTs aren't going to be flying off the handle with kicker points, but we'd say every field goal is probably worth three or four points, or maybe we move them down to two, three, four, depending on the distance. And kicker points get lumped in with your DST. So if you have Ravens D, you get Ravens D, special teams return touchdowns, and Justin Tucker. Um, and then with that extra roster spot we freed up, we can add our third wide receiver or, or flex position. What do y'all think about that? I love it. I'm, I'm, I mean, my, my, my gut uh, reaction to is that is that I'm all for it. I think it, it makes it more interesting without getting rid of kickers entirely. And I speak for myself, I have not been able to find any sort of meaningful kicker slash defense points um, all season. Um, but uh, one thing I will say that goes along with that, one agreed, and I'll let Wayne talk after this, I think that we punish defenses too harshly uh, for giving up points. Um, I think 10 points, obviously shutout is fine, but when you give up one touchdown, you lose, you go down to like four or something. And I think that might be too harsh. Um, and I think that it's like in this day and age of NFL football, you know, holding a team under 10 points to me is, is, is we're nearing the impressiveness of a shutout, you know, cause then you factor in garbage time and all, and all that other stuff. Like, like if your defense has a great day and, and I mean, and, Nine out of ten times, if they're shutting them out, they probably have a ton of sacks and turnovers anyway. Um, but I just, I just, for me personally, I just see the the immediate drop off from like ten to four, and I'm just like, man, that that seems like a lot. Yeah, I agree with that. We would definitely have to brainstorm how to get the numbers correct. But the NFL definitely wants more points. It's blatant and obvious, and um, that's not going to change throughout the years, and I do believe that we punish defenses too much. Um, And then, I don't know, you you also have the the phantom fucking bullshit performance that gets dropped on you. Uh, Like I had today, it wouldn't have mattered because I would have lost, but I got like 30 points dropped on me by the Browns defense going against the Texans. So that that is still, you know, in play. That can happen. Just so you know. (laughs) That sucks. <laughs> sucks. That that still does happen, despite yeah. the fact that things change. Yeah, the the Browns defense accounted for three touchdowns today. So, mm. yeah, I also think that what we could do to solve that is like you know how like there's a forty plus yard touchdown bonus. Yep. Like there should be like a five sack day bonus. You know, like like okay. when your defense goes off on one particular thing, but like. Didn't have like I don't know how to, how to work that out. I mean that's a whole other. I mean, we could debate about that for an hour, but yeah. I don't know. We could make it make the scoring more exciting because you know I, I want to like it's hard to root for things and it's hard to you know it's hard to get all that kind of squared away in my head. Uh, but that's uh, good good uh, suggestions. We could work in another golden snitch: three safeties. If your defense gets three safeties, golden Automatic. snitch, you win the week automatically and get a free playoff spot. I kind kind of like that. I freaking uh, love the cold yeah, yeah, that would be crazy. <laughs> so if it doesn't happen until it happens. That exactly. Uh, Gray, I know you said you had some more. What you got? What you got on the list there? Oh yeah. So I I wrote this one down. This one's kind of a joke again. Uh, but then I get into like my really good ideas actually. Um, but uh, we have a twenty-eight man league, right? Not a twenty-eight man, but a twenty-eight team league. Everyone gets two teams, right? And then. There's no trading allowed at all. And then we could make it even more fair. We could do, like, instead of two wide receivers and two running backs, like, every team has, like, one running back and one wide receiver. So it's easier to fill up a roster. 
but like you could feasibly win first and second place one year. <laughs> That's pretty wild. The draft would also be insane because what do you do there? I mean, I think Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen goes one in that draft, and then I, I mean, I don't know. It's wild because you you pick first and you're not picking until what is that 105 on the way back? No, no, I got my numbers super wrong. There. <laughs> but <laughs> that Gator mask double, but. Yeah, it'd be yeah, like uh, fifty or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, no, would, no, it would be like, uh, yeah, it'd be fifty. Yeah, it would be fifty, which would be wild, but it'd be fun. But now we get into like my good ideas, which revolve around Fab. All right, one, I'd say that instead of the tiebreaker being points for, if you have the same record, it should be amount of Fab left, right? So at the end of the season, mm-hmm. you kind of get rewarded for for saving that Fab. Uh, and then kind of goes hand in hand with it. But whenever we increase the buy-in from 200 to 300, right? So you buy in for $300, that last $100 that we add on will be like physical fab. So like at the end of the season, if you have fab left over, you can like physically trade it back out for cash, which I mean, you're a pussy. I feel like if you do that, but, <laughs> but it's but a good, good idea. Because like, if like, let's say Phil has Cooper Cup, and his season's, like, shot or whatever. Like, obviously, Cooper Cup isn't coming back. But for the moment, we thought, like, he was, right? And then Phil's like, fuck this. I just lost my whole year. Let me get 50 bucks out of this. He sells Cooper Cup for 50, like, real dollars, essentially. And, you know, like, that'd be kind of wild. Yeah, I don't know. I'm always team. That, that sounds like a hedge to me. I'm always team no hedge. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, absolutely no hedge. But, like. But from the other side, it's not a hedge, right? Because, like, let's say you have – you save all your money and you have – you know, you're going bidding. And then it, you also feel really fucking dumb if you, like, overfab for somebody. You know, like, if you're paying real money <laughs> and you blind fucking bet $80 for, like, Robert Tunyon, for example, <laughs> yeah. and <laughs> next close is, like, 3 bucks, and you just actually lost, like, 75, like, real dollars, that'd be pretty funny. How about – uh, there's an ethical issue here, Gray. Because yeah. what happens when – like, I don't know, I'll, I'll just make up some names. What if we have a friend whose name is, like, Drake, and he pays another guy in our league named Flynn $30 for the backup running back on the Jets? Now we're transacting real-life money uh, for, for backup fantasy players. How does that go? Uh, Flynn, yeah, no, what, what, what do you have to say about that? I didn't even think about that hypothetical scenario, but you're right. There is some major and then there's like the possibility of someone like let's say his name is uh well how do i say what would it be shin it could be shin and he's just having he's just having a fucking yard sale because he knows he's not making the playoffs you know and jameson williams coming back and he's gonna have to you know rinse coming up yeah but i could also play off of yours uh charlie you were saying, uh, you know, Drake was in a situation where he gave some money to some guy he knew, but that Drake guy could end up beating a guy named Dre, and then there's no collusion involved whatsoever. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, that that one hurt today. Drake, Drake did hand it to Dre today, and uh, we're we're looking for answers in the mirror right now. We don't know what to do. I mean, is it about winning, or is it because Drake is just a pervert and wanted to beat up on Dre? You know, yeah, he gets off that's, on that. That's true. Some people are saying Drake had, you know, really nothing to play for, and it uh, <laughs> was just kind of an unsportsmanlike, uh, mm. you know, shot. But that's right. Know, 
That's right. Dre, Dre, Dre wants to lose too, so we're not we're not figuring that in yet. So, no, I I agree with that. I understand the momentum aspect. Like the Jaguars, like every single time they win a game, they think they're actually good, and then they decide not to show up. And that's like, that happens. That's true. That's real. I heard that it. happens every single time. So someone this week said every time the Jags win, auto fade the next two weeks is the I, freest money ever. Oh my god! You know what hurts though? I think that was on PMT. I heard that too. You know what hurts though is they're always right. right. Like we never prove anyone fucking wrong for longer than two weeks at a time. For the last five years, we can never say hold that L, and we just God, we just fucking suck. I yeah. Well, it's ingrained in my mind. Right after we beat the Chargers, uh, of all people, Josh Allen was telling the media that we know we're a good football team. Oh Um, yeah, I just knew that. It's, yeah, it's, you know it's it gets bad. To their head. When, I don't know how they consistently get fooled, but this they do. it's bad when you have your worst loss of the year in a year this deep in the season where you that you gave the Texans their only win. Like that should have been your worst loss of the year, and somehow we have just blown that loss out of the water with this one. Just ugly. No. And it was never even, I mean... Never, never close. Never never close. Yeah, we no. never felt... I mean, it was embarrassing from three plays in to the last play and mm-hmm. never, never put it together. God, and I don't know. I mean, I honestly don't know because what pisses me off too is that I've always been like, at least we're better than the Jets, at least we're better than the Lions, at least we're, you know... And we're just like, you can't say that anymore. You know, like no. the Texans, everyone knows why they're bad. Like we're at the point where it's like... Yeah, but we've lost like eight straight to those motherfuckers, so we can't even say we're better than them. It's just, yeah, it's just a joke on the Jaguars. We haven't we haven't beaten an NFC team in like three years. Just anyone from the NFC, half the league, has just not. I mean, it's there's some there's some really depressing stat um, about it that as well. Well, all right. Well, I would say uh, let's switch it over to fantasy football because. Brighter days are in that That's realm right. for sure. That's right. Um, I definitely want to give a shout out to Ben Snyder. I think a lot of people yes. interpreted what he said today wrong. Um, he said, you know, it's too easy to make the playoffs. Seven teams should make the playoffs, and the number one seed should get the bye. And a lot of people were like, Ben, what the fuck are you talking about? You're not in the playoff hunt. And that is how I interpreted it. Because, you know, Ben, I think he realizes that he bit on a little bit more than he can chew on. And I think he actually realizes that he's going to be in the basement for a while. So I think he is sort of, I guess, finding comfort in the fact that there are strengths in numbers. And he can say that half the teams didn't make the playoffs with me year over year. That's right. And I think misery, that's the way that we should have interpreted it. Misery and that was company. what he was going for. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, <laughs> that sounds like a, a pretty apt analysis of, uh, of what Ben's got going on as far as, um, you know, it's interesting because after this week, uh, do, do we know what position in the league he would be in? If we had, if we had a 13-team playoff, so if, if – uh, way over ninety percent of the teams got into the league, got into the playoffs that are in our league. Um, Thirteen teams with a bye. Would would Ben be in the playoffs after this week? Uh, let me see here. No, he would it's, not be. It would okay. come down to week fourteen. Yeah. Yeah. So 
Ben has a has a just a firm grip on last place after Henrado got the got a win. It looks like here. Uh, recording this on Sunday night, so I guess nothing's final. But um, Wynn brought up that point, and I kind of parlayed it. This was the last thing I had uh, as far as rules go. Um, Fourteen team playoff. <laughs> Everybody's in, but it's like the it's like the FedEx Cup final in the PGA. If you make the fourteen team playoff, if you're a fourteen seed and you're playing the one seed, we there's home field advantage for every team. So you go in to play the one seed, they start with a seventy five point head start. <laughs> I I fucking love that actually. <laughs> I, know, I know you're kind of joking, but that would be. Because one year, I mean, if we do this for 50 years, there's going to be one year where the first place team blows a 75. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then if you're the seven seed playing the eight seed, maybe you only start with like a 10 point lead. And then it's really electric, you know, but someone, it, I don't know, it, it's dumb because it makes the regular season pretty much worthless, except for, yeah. I guess, you're just jockeying no, I mean, for don't, position. Not with those circumstances. Yeah, but it also, but yeah, it, <laughs> I, I get where Ben's coming from, too, but I, to me, it goes back to fun, and the fact that, like, pretty much everyone until very late is alive, like, that's I do like that. that keeps it fun. I do like that. I mean, that's, yeah. yeah. I, and, and having, you know, good punishments for last place means everybody's in it all the time. So even if you're just absolutely dead from like week four, uh, now you're, you're 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 in a new race. It's a race to not be last, you know. Yeah, which is like, yeah, it's, I think the it's good. only person next week with nothing to play for would be Jenkins. <laughs> <laughs> because I think I think Chase, well Jenkins and, and Auburn football, Ben and Henry are all still going to be in contention for the Sacco team. Blake has a shot in hell to make it to the playoffs, and then Jenkins is just going to be standing alone at at ten with nothing to play for. It's, it's Jenkins and all of his just stacked RB twos. He just there's so many he can't pick from. That team, they're so good. Oh man, deepest team in the league. Yeah, deepest it. team in the league. Definitely got challenged. It got challenged, <laughs> and it won. <laughs> if, if I'm Jenkins, if I'm Jenkins next, next week, I'm I'm throwing I'm throwing a mountain on Titans money line over Jags, and then I'm buying Melvin Gordon and Clyde Edwards Hilaire and nice <laughs> gift basket and just sending it. Sending it Directly to their house. Yeah, that's right. Hey, but you know what would bring Jenkins right back into it? 70-yard 70, 70 field goal. <laughs> then, he, then Jenkins just sits around. He's thinking, who do I pick up? That just can bomb a kick. You just pick up the Denver kicker every week. Yeah, exactly. Who's playing in Denver? Yeah, Pray right. <laughs> to God. Jenkins just trades everything for Justin Tucker the last week of the year. Because <laughs> he's playing in Denver. Oh, my God. Um. Yeah, that, that was all I had as, as far as the rule ideas go. Y'all got anything else? Uh, I think, I mean, just something I want to bring up because I think we talked about it before we started recording. Uh, but I think as a league, just to put everyone kind of on notice, we need to come up with a better way or a better time frame to discuss when we're going to change the rules, how we change the rules, uh, and how we record those rules changes because we were talking about it and I don't think right before the draft is a good time to do anything. And I also think the night before... 
I don't want to ruin that fun. Uh, so maybe it's like a, a whole separate meeting or maybe it's just yep. throughout the off season. I think we should just do it like the NFL. We have the owners meetings. Uh, there's just a group session, maybe sometime in the summertime, not very close to the draft, maybe sometime in June where we have the owners meetings and we debate all the stuff. I like that. I like that. I like that too. As long as we can hold a, a quorum, you know, as long as we can get a, a majority, if we can get eight, uh, fantasy you know eight eight members of the league to show up so that way at least we can we can get the ideas on the table and then you know basically at with the eight of us we can decide what we're going to vote on and then we throw the vote out in the group chat i think wins wins group me that he started is going to work um because clearly 14 of us with our goldfish brains are not capable of remembering what actually happens on a three-day weekend where we consume um we'll say copious amounts of soda and you know, the sugar rush and everything. It's just easy to forget. So having that, and I, and I'll throw this out there too. I'm going to, you know, we're, we're really installing a lot of good cabinet positions in this league. We have a treasurer. Now we've got a commissioner. We've got uh, Jenkins who who is also a commissioner and and sort of a Joe Biden-y kind of way. Um, And, we need to add the position of league record keeper um, to it and, and figure out who we can nominate for that. But I feel like it should be someone's job to maybe be writing down all the, all the BS we're spewing uh, before the draft, after the draft, not necessarily during the draft, but um, just ideas we've had and or voted on. And that way that we can be reminded at these times exactly what we have decided is going to be best for us as a league without having to rehash everything. Yeah, and just some way, and we could obviously crowdfund this, but like, let's just get it all in, and then let's get like a real like book, like actually printed, like a real like hardback book, uh-huh. and make it look really old, and that'll be like the rule book. That'd be cool. I like uh, that. That's, <laughs> that's my last idea. I like that. Rich leather bound books smells of rich mahogany. Right. Exactly. Or we could all like we could just get a league Dropbox going. Yeah, and so, everyone downloads that file onto their computer, and that has all the important league docs in it. Yeah, and that's no, 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 to I, like an email address. That's something else we could explore, but um, definitely needs to get more official, more organized. For sure. All right, boys. Um, if y'all don't have anything else, I just have one last thing. Um, it's been a pretty good, fun, lighthearted discussion. I'm glad we can all meet, moderate reasonably discuss what we think is the best future for this league. And uh, I think we'll just close it on a, on a similarly lighthearted note. Um, do you disavow perverts who are backup quarterbacks in the SEC? I uh, Disavow, yes or no? Yeah. Well, he's gonna, not on an SEC team. Yeah, so he's, no, he's not a Gator. So yeah, I don't exactly. know what the fuck you're talking about. I don't even know who you're talking about. He's gone. That's the right answer, fellas. That's what we like. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, Good luck in your bowl game. Um, You know, maybe first quarter spread is worth betting on. Probably not though. No, take Oregon State. I don't even know what the number is, but it's it's too low. Oh, is it confirmed? Have they have the bulls come out yet? No, they came out today. I don't know if the lines came out. Because they gotta wait. They gotta wait for everyone to say whether or not they're sitting or starting. Oregon State is that the Beavers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Beavers were playing in Las Vegas, so that'd be a fun, fun trip. Yeah. Two yeah. years from now, 
you'll you'll be getting the lay of the land. We'll be out there uh, probably calling it a night at ten thirty because everybody's tired. That's a, <laughs> yeah, that's the kind of league. That's kind of league we are. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, damn, running forty five minutes now. Appreciate the time, guys, and uh, we get this sucker cut together. Let's cut it back to the studio. All right, peace. Adios. Later.